Hey, this is Isaiah Nelson. This is the Forever Learning, a.k.a. Forever Growing Podcast. I'm going to jump straight into this thing. You got things to do and I got things to do. I'm going to talk about the antibiotic that me and my wife feel like was the cause of our daughter, Jordan Nelson, passing away. Um, Sometimes I still get into the habit of saying brain cancer because if my daughter didn't have brain cancer in the first place, I felt like she wouldn't have been in a position where she had to take this certain antibiotic. But in saying that, this antibiotic, which is called Bactrim, if I mispronounced it, okay, whatever, I'll spell it out. B-A-C-T-R-I-M. That's B-A-C-T-R-I-M. Okay, and this is the antibiotic that our do- that our daughter Jordan Nelson was taking. It didn't make sense when Jordan was getting sicker kind of fast or faster because she was actually getting better. My wife was doing a great job, but she couldn't do everything. You talk about DIPG, brain cancer. Um is <laughs> is is so much that goes into that. Like it's no way like one or two people can get whoever is going through that can get it back to a healthy state. Okay, I mean, I'm not saying there's no way, but I'm saying it's extremely difficult and hard and takes a collective effort. But what she could do and what she did do with the little time that she had, because that's another thing. Time is moving so damn fast. You can't like catch a hold to what's going on. She did a great job and I saw the results. She had Jordan basically on a vegan diet. And when I have her on one of these episodes, she's going to talk about what she was giving Jordan and just different things that she was doing with Jordan. Jordan had many things going on. Okay. Um, and before she got sicker, because again, she was getting better. And all of a sudden she took this antibiotic and then everything just went to hell. Um, and I'm not saying cancer don't exist or HIV don't exist and all this other stuff don't exist. I'm just saying the scary thing that about all of this stuff, even with autism, is I feel like sometimes they put everything in one pot instead of dissecting and seeing what's really going on. Okay, maybe it's not brain cancer the reason why you have this sickness or this symptom or this condition. Maybe it's the medication. Okay, maybe it's because this individual wasn't properly prepped. Maybe it's the chemo. Maybe it's the radiation. All right. Maybe um, it's the hospital not being sanitary. All right. Maybe it's the air, the environment. Maybe it's the food. Okay, the milk that they was giving Jordan that sat up in the room because my wife wasn't giving her that that shit caused the dog on it it feeds the cancer that's why she had jordan on a um, vegan diet but again like i said before when you're dealing with a loved one that has a sickness and it's not like we're walking around like dr sabies like we know all about health and all about medicine we were just and my wife and i definitely didn't damn know at the time i mean i was just as confused <laughs> as you know she was i mean sometimes you're going to need the antibiotics or you're going to feel like you need um you know certain techniques or advice from the hospitals and doctors and i'm not saying all the doctors are wrong you run across some good doctors you know but a lot of them have a lot of pride okay um they are read that script they go to school for that script okay their life their 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 ego is in that script and they can't be wrong 
to them it's kind of like playing football and this game of football has provided a livelihood for you it's provided you respect okay it's feeding a lot of people now they're telling you you can't play it and you need to vote against it because of the concussion issue I mean, it's like, why? This is my livelihood. So, I mean, your pride kicked in. You try to deny it or dumb it down as if it's not that big of an issue. Okay, so um, anyways, it was only so much my wife can do to help Jordan. Okay, it was only so much that she can do. So, of course, even if you know the risk in taking an antibiotic, all right, just like you know the risk in chemo, you hear the stories in chemo and radiation. You can go paintball shooting and you have to sign a waiver stating that, look, we even when you go to the gun range, okay, we're not responsible. You know the risk. But it's like, okay, when it says rare, it's like, okay, what's the chance that I go to the hospital get a shot, and then I come back HIV positive because of a blood transfusion. What is the, 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 the percentage of that happening? What's the percentage of me eating fruit and then I get an infection or I get poisoned from a fruit? So it's rare, even though the warnings are out there. Okay, this could happen. And a lot of companies are starting to put that stuff on there so they don't be held responsible. So, um... In the antibiotic that was given to, you know, Jordan, it's rare that it causes liver failure because that is what Jordan, if you all wondering what the hell is I'm talking about as far as why is I'm blaming the antibiotic because the antibiotic, and I'm going to explain it a little bit later, um, that she was taking on rare occasions, it causes liver failure. Well, that's what happened with our daughter. Okay, her liver started to fail her. I mean, and everything else was just going wrong. That's why it didn't make sense. Okay, how does she go from improving to now going downhill fast? All right. Um, also, before I move on, this ep- episode is dedicated to everyone that feels bad about something that happened to their loved one. Okay, or loved ones. And they're blaming themselves. All right. Because um, grief is not just when you lose a life. It's when you lose something. Okay, you can be feeling like the only reason why your loved one is on drugs is because of you. Maybe if you would have been more involved, maybe if you would have been, um, you know, um, less involved as far as handicapping the person and not being harder on them, you feel bad about that. You feel like maybe if you wasn't doing it, or you may blame yourself about a certain relationship your loved one may have because you feel like, okay, I introduced this person to my loved one, or I approved of it, or I did something to trigger it to where now my loved one don't want to leave the individual because they're rebelling against me. You may be fully natural, doing everything the holistic way, and then something still happened to your loved and now you're blaming yourself because you feel like you did something wrong and maybe you should have gotten the doctor involved or some medications involved instead of trying to do everything on your own um or on the flip side you may have been at the hospital um been using the pharmaceuticals and you feel bad because you feel like maybe i should have gave my loved one more of a natural approach or something more natural um you may be blaming yourself for your loved one losing a job or Whatever the case may be, because something has died, something is gone, and you're blaming yourself. What we have to realize, and I'm going to say this over and over again, when you're dealing with grief, because this is what I'm doing now. 
Sometimes we have to take ourselves out of it. Okay. Sometimes we get selfish in our grief and then it's me, 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 me. We beating ourselves up. We knocking ourselves up or we beating somebody else up or, you know what I'm saying? Is is it, we're making it about us. Something is supposed to stop, start or be researched anytime you're dealing with grief. Again, something's supposed to start, stop or be researched. Okay. It's too much blame going around. Okay, we blame ourselves if our loved one die in a car accident and we feel like that's our fault because we gave them the car. Okay, or we told them to go to the store. We would have just had them stay home. Look, you're trying not to get shot, but you still get hit by a bus. When it's meant for a purpose to happen or a lesson to be learned or research to happen, it's going to happen regardless of you trying to avoid it. Okay, it's going to happen. We're not going to do everything perfect. And just because something go wrong don't mean we did something wrong. A lot of times it's just we are the sacrificial lambs, unfortunately, to become an activist, to speak out. And even if we don't want to be out in the open, somebody see our testimony and then they start to speak out and warn others. And we begin to look at what's happening around us, what we have lost and the reasons behind it. Okay, and. Moving on from there and saying, okay, I'm going to not be selfish in it and just keep it to myself if it's nothing but the loved one next to me. Okay, maybe it's something I can school them on or help them on to where, you know, this can get out. Okay, every time something happens, no matter who you think is at fault, anything, if it's who's in a White House. If it's, you know, something breaking down, if it's something being lost, if it's something, you know, um, that is not here anymore. What is the one thing everybody does? They start talking about what could be done, what can happen, what should happen moving forward? What should we watch out for? What should we pay more attention to? What needs to be addressed? Because there's no way. We're going to know every damn thing that's going on as far as getting everything perfectly right. You have people that do certain things all the time and they loved ones not dying. Okay. Their loved ones not getting in bad, toxic relationships. Their loved ones not getting into fatal car accidents. You got people that buy their, their kids cars. And they ain't getting into a car accident and dying. You have people that send a loved one to the store all the time and they come back home safe. Stop beating yourself up. That's not your fault. Okay. And even if it is your fault, even if it is something that you have to take fault in, be the person to look at what you may have done wrong. And speak out on it, not to the world. It ain't got to be to the world. It can be to the people next to you. You see that all the time too. All right. And to the people that is hard on the individuals that already is feeling that fault, be careful because all of us has done something. And the scary thing is if you don't even know, if you're the first person to say, I never done anything like that, that's scary because you have. Rather, we looked at somebody a certain way, said something to somebody, did something to somebody, ignored somebody, ignored somebody's phone call. And then the day we ignored their phone call, something happened to whatever the case may be. All of us have done something to cause a reaction.
All right. The question is, what are you doing about that? That's why we all need to stop speaking from a selfish standpoint, like we're perfect or beating ourselves up, playing a victim. We need to start speaking lessons and purposes. We are in this dream, in this dimension, in this universe because of lessons and purposes. Lessons and purposes is more is is more of the reason why we're here than solutions. Then spirituality, because in order to reach a point of spirituality, you have to have lessons behind you. You have to have purposes behind you, which becomes your testimony to get you closer to God. God wants you to go through the lessons and stuff first. So you, when you come to God, you come to God humbled. That's why when a lot of people come to their God, to their, to their creator, they come on their knees crying, breaking down because they knew all of the lessons and all of the things that have happened. And it has reached them to a point to where it's like, I surrender. Okay. So I just want to get all of that out there before I, I move on. And I'm about to um, get back on, uh, you know what I'm saying, topic. But anyways, um, so I mentioned the uh, Bactrim. Now, a lot of people take this antibiotic. They take it because of a UTI infection, okay? If you don't know what a UTI infection is, it's an infection in any part of your urinary system, your kidneys, uterus, bladder, and urethra. Most infections involve the lower um, urinary tract, the bladder, and the urethra, okay? So... Whenever I feel like I said a word wrong, let me go to my Google <laughs> and see if they can pronounce it right. Because I have a speech issue at times where I say words wrong. Urinary. Y'all hear that? Urinary. Urinary. Okay, urinary tract infection is an infection in any part of your urinary system, your kidneys, uterus, bladder, and urethra. All right, so that's why some people, um, you know, take it, okay? Um, just some quick facts. What can cause, what can cause it is dehydration, um, STDs, kidney stones, diabetes, all right? And that's the common cause of cloudy urine, all right? So I just wanted to throw out that little nugget. Probably ain't had nothing to do with anything. Natural ways to handle a UTI. Okay, without taking um, any antibiotics. Again, that's why we go through grief, because we're supposed to get wiser and smarter. Um, I wasn't really deep into a lot of natural things. I was into it. I knew some of it, but now I'm deeper into it now because of the loss of my daughter. So now I'm more hip to it. I'm more open to it. Okay, I study it more because, you know, you want to try to reduce antibiotics any way you can as far as pharmaceutical sense, in a pharmaceutical sense. All right, cranberry juice um, can help with that, especially if the cranberry juice is organic. All right, um, you can use probiotics. You know, you need to get a lot of vitamin C. I'm going to have an episode where I talk about different vegetables and fruits that provide a lot of vitamin C, but we're in the age of information. You can Google that yourself. All right, wipe front to back. Okay, that can stop a, a, a UTI infection. I actually had to do better at cleaning the toilet lid when I would get off the toilet. All right, so um, because when my wife, remember, with a woman, they are the receivers. Just always remember that they're like the sponge. They take everything in, even in sex. So I have to keep in mind that I got to keep that toilet lid 
clean when I get off of it, even if I don't see no dirt or anything on it, because any little thing can get inside of her vagina and then she can be exposed to a UTI infection and practice good sexual hygiene. All right. So all of these things, okay, naturally, okay, you know, can, can, can help, can prevent a UTI infection and it can even help with a UTI infection. So again, the stuff that I said, it prevents a UTI infection and then um, it can, it can help if you do have a UTI, you know, infection. All right. So that's the first thing I want to say. Um, and I'm not going to be biased. I'm going to read these reviews, but before I read the reviews, this is why me and my wife came to the conclusion that it was the Bactrim and it has it on there, like on the antibiotic it had on there on rare cases. It can cause, um, you know, uh, uh, liver damage. And that's why every time they try to give our kids antibiotics, my wife asks for these ingredients that's in the bathroom. Because if those ingredients are in the other antibiotics, they ain't getting them. All right. Flat out, plain and simple. This is what, ha this is why we lose things. We lose things to gain knowledge. We never just lose something and we don't get nothing back. If we don't get nothing else back, we get the power of, okay, this is what needs to be done. Because a lot of us, especially if we have the religious complex, which means we don't study and research anything, all type of mess be happening. And then we just pray to whoever we praying to and hope that it go away. But faith without works is dead. It's supposed to research and study. So anyways, with the Bactrim, and I'm fussing at myself about that because I used to be one of those people where I did a lot of talking and I didn't really study. All right. Now with Bactrim, Okay, it contained the active ingredients. I'm not going to say these words out. These are some long ass words, but I'm going to spell it out. T R I M E T H O P R I M. All right, that's T R I M E T H O P R I M. Write it down, rewind this, and write it again. Okay, because even if I say the word, that's not going to help you find it. Like on Google, you got to spell it anyway. All right. So, and they also have the ingredient S-U-L-F-A-M-E-T-H-O-X-A-Z-O-L-E. It has these two ingredients. Again, that, that S ingredient is S-U-L-F-A-M-E-T-H-O-X-A-Z-O-L-E. I feel like I'm saying the ABCs all over the place. Like I'm drunk saying the ABCs. But anyways, um, each Bactrim DS tablet contains 160 milligrams of the T word I named, T-R-I-M-E-T-H-O-P-R-I-M, and 800 milligrams of the S one, S-U-L-F-A-M-E-T-H-O-X-A-Z-O-L-E. All right, when I did further research on the ingredients, okay, it says it is a commonly used antibiotics, it's known adverse reaction can lead to acute liver failure but they say it's considered rare all right so it says it right there that these two ingredients that is in the bathroom on so-called rare occasions can cause liver failure so all i'm saying is that when you come across this um antibiotic remember that that bathroom and write those the, the spellings I gave out, write them down because anytime you're giving your kids antibiotics, 
Okay, um, and they mentioned those two ingredients. Don't give it to them. All right, so somebody wrote a review, and this is recent. This is 2020. They took this Bactrim for a urinary tract infection and said, I was prescribed Bactrim for a UTI, felt fine the first day. By day two, I experienced horrible symptoms or side effects. I was having severe anxiety, nausea, increased heart rate, and shaking in my body. Um, that's what was going on with Jordan, some of these. Um, her uh, her nausea, um, her heart rate. Man, it was crazy. Uh, this uh, person that wrote this review also said that uh, she called her doctor and she said to continue taking it. But after reading all of these reviews, I've decided to stop taking the antibiotics. And this is what I mean by doctors. Come on, y'all got to do better. Why would you tell somebody to keep taking a damn antibiotic? That's clearly having their heart rate go crazy like that. All right. See, I like doctors that give you the natural approach. There are times I go to urgent care and one time my um, blood pressure wasn't right. And the doctor was telling me about lavender oils and and um, meditating baths. Like, come on. Like, if you're going to lose your license for teaching us a more natural approach, don't ever be proud when somebody say that. that uh, don't ever be proud of somebody when they say that they're a doctor. We get too proud of people at times. You understand? For titles. Okay? I ain't proud of you because you a cop. I'm proud of you because you a good cop. Okay? You a cop with some ethic and some moral values. That don't mean you're perfect. I'm just saying, like, ethically, like, you, you have a care for people. I don't give a damn about you having a doctor title. Okay? Do you see other sides of the fence? But anyways, the other review that somebody else wrote, um, they took, it, they took this bathroom for the same thing. They said they had not read the side effects or did not realize what I felt was caused by the meds. This is the same thing with me. When our daughter was taking a Bactrim, um, I didn't question it, you know, because I felt like, okay, this is an antibiotic that's going to help her get better. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm, and this is what this person has said. They didn't read the, 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 the reviews or the side effects or anything because some of these medications, like, they, they have the side effects on there. Okay, it says, my first day on Bactrim, I had side effects of feeling achy and depressed. By day three, I was shaking, shivering, anxious. Um, I had insomnia. By day five, nausea, dizziness, 100 heart rate, very low blood pressure, ex extreme anxiety, pain everywhere, pain in my kidneys. Um, and that's severe because Jordan's kidneys was getting very bad quickly, very dehydrated, painful, muscle spasms. Day six was going to the emergency room when I realized it could be the bathroom and read the side effects. Find it difficult to believe a doctor would give this to anyone. It was horrible. And the most profound thing this person said is I find it difficult to believe a doctor would give this to anyone. It was horrible. Um, I'm a firm believer we have to experiment with certain things. But even if you are a holistic doctor, even if you a natural person, you have to have we have to have enough common sense to know that, OK, this may not work for me. OK. And, you know, that's that's all it is to it. Now, let's move on. Um, somebody else took it for a bacteria infection. This drug was almost the end of me. I taken it several times before with no issues. However, this time I took three pills and ended up in a hospital. Um, with Steven Johnson syndrome. Okay. Let's look up Steven Johnson syndrome. I can't let that just fly by. All right. What is Steven Johnson syndrome? All right. Steven Johnson syndrome. Okay. Steven Johnson syndrome. Um, it's a very rare disorder of the skin and mucous membranes. 
It's uh, often a reaction to medication or infection. All right. So uh, the symptoms is flu-like symptoms appear first and a painful rash that spreads and blisters follows. Jordan had that too. Like she just had blisters every damn where. Like where are these blisters coming from? All right. Um, it started with blisters covering the inside of my mouth and then it spread all over my face and chest. I felt like I was literally on fire. Um, that's the thing that's just kind of crazy, knowing that my daughter was going through all that as well at three years old. But the funny thing is, is that this is how strong the spirit works. When my daughter's condition was at her worst after taking that antibiotic, she was already going spiritually. Okay, like God wasn't going to send her through all of that pain. So she was still there enough where, you know, me and my wife could kind of, you know, um, just function properly on what is going on and kind of be next to her. But, you know, that girl, Jordan, was strong. Like, she was, she didn't cry when she was born here. She was the only one that didn't cry. Zari and Isaiah, not saying they're, they're just weak, but they cried when they were born. Jordan didn't cry. She was like, come on, let's go. And I never seen or heard of a baby that didn't cry when they was born. They supposed to cry. She didn't cry at all, okay? And then she didn't cry when it was her time to go. It was almost as if... When the sign of symptoms have, was getting worse, it's like she was already at peace. Like she was already, you know, out of that element, not kicking, screaming, flipping out. Because that would have had a profound effect on me if that was the case. It would have been too much for me to bear. But moving on with the reviews, because, I mean, it's pretty much saying some of the same thing. Somebody wrote a good review. Uh, they they, they treated it for acne. This drug worked wonders for me. I took it three and a half years and had clear skin finally. But I got bacteria resistance and ended up with the worse and more acne scars than I did before. My dermatologist have told me what to do at first signs of it becoming resistance. My advice is to make a plan in case that happens to you beforehand. It was great when it worked, but it was mad. But I was mad at my doctor for not letting me know what could happen if it stopped working. Um, so I guess what she's trying to say is that it was working at first, it cleared it up, and then when it stopped working, it went bad. Now I'm kind of confused because in this review, um, she was making it seem like in the in the title part that the medication was great. But this ain't even damn good. <laughs> she basically saying it stopped working. When it stopped working, all hell broke loose. But I will say this, um, because uh, I'm not going to read all these reviews. It's all saying the same thing, and some of these stories are horrific. Um, I will say this, that in anything that we take, in anything that we do, it may not be for everybody. Some people take pharmaceutical medicines, and it don't really have an effect on them like that. Some people take weed, THC, uh, turkey tail mushrooms, magic mushrooms, psychedelics, um, oils, and it don't have an effect on them like that. Some people take some of these holistic medicines and, it, and they have a bad reaction to it. Okay, so even if you're a natural, I don't give a damn if you're a natural holistic doctor or healer. You have to have the presence of mind to know, okay, this is a bad reaction Maybe we need to go about this in a different way. Maybe we need to introduce something else to the um, table. Okay, you got to let go of your ego because I've seen things go wrong on both sides of the fence. I've seen things go wrong when you're at the hospital and you get the medicine involved. And I've seen things go wrong when people took the more natural approach. And it's not that the natural approach is per se wrong. 
is is trial and error and you're trying to figure it out and you're learning it as you go. So I think that having an ego and being arrogant about it is what is the thing that makes it wrong um, and make you look a certain type of way. So anything that, that happens and anything that go on, we supposed to do our research and we supposed to take a step back and see what can we do differently. Okay. Or maybe we don't need to be doing that at all. So that's, that's all I'm saying is through our daughter passing away, I cannot just stop at brain cancer or her having autism, or I got to do it all. This is the step of grief. I got to break it all down because when we are thinking that we're not dealing with something, our spirit is dealing with, and that's why we have these anxiety and triggers. You're snapping and flipping out. You're hitting walls. You're having eating disorders, and you're trying to figure out where in the fuck is this coming from? Why is this happening? Because you haven't dealt with the grief. We deal with grief every day. We lose things every day. We die every day, age-wise. Because the past dies away. It's gone. We can't bring it back. That's why meditation is important. So, and when you meditate, you're not just sitting there like, hum, homie, yo, that's not, that's not really what it's about. You're kind of reflecting and going over all of these things and dissecting it and breaking it down. There's been times I've sat in meditation. I said, damn, I realized I did A, B, and C that caused D, E, F, and G. Wow. I didn't think of it like that. Now imagine if I just let that sit. So that's why you got to sit. You got to break it all down. I don't like with me, with this grief thing, I break down everything from how happy I was when my kids was born and when I got married to the times when I treated my kids wrong because of my own philosophies. Okay. Because I felt like this was the thing to do. (laughs) Okay. To me disrespecting my wife, to me disrespecting myself, to, you know what I'm saying? Me not being more involved, okay, to me being suicidal and flipping out in front of my in front of my kids, you know, years ago before I found my spirituality. So I'm saying again, I gotta go through all of these things in my grief. Not to beat myself up, but to get to the oh, this is the reason why my daughter had to go through what she went through, so me and my wife and even our kids can do what we do. All right. Every time somebody died, there's a lesson to be learned. And there's something we all have to take responsibility for or we all have to realize, look, it was out of our hands. This is Isaiah Nelson, the Forever Learning, Forever Growing podcast. Thank you all for listening.